Hello and welcome to another drive-in double feature. I'm Ryan. I'm Nathan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. And on this Thursday, we are talking about Dead in Drive-In from 1986, directed by Brian Trenchard-Smith. And Nathan, uh, about 30 seconds before we started recording, you told me something very shocking. So why don't you go ahead and just drop that bomb? Yeah. Can you believe we uh, picked another New World Pictures <laughs> distributed movie? <laughs> How do we always end up back here? <laughs> you know, like, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking we're doing our very first Australian movie. There's no way Roger Corman's fingerprints are going to get on this movie. Well, little did we know... There he is, right mm-hmm. there, New World Pictures. He didn't produce this one, so, I no. mean, he's not directly affiliated with it, but his DNA is in the movie somewhere. Yeah, yeah. At some point, he had touched this movie. Otherwise, this is part of, like, the Ozploitation wave, I guess, that was going on. I guess in the 80s, uh, we were really obsessed with Australian movies after, like, Mad Max and stuff like that. Yeah, I... I specifically picked this out just because, you know, we're kind of getting to the point where we've talked about a movie from almost every continent. So mm-hmm. right now we're just missing Africa and we will do that eventually. Yeah, but I'd love to. For now, for now we, uh, we got to do an Australian movie. But the other reason why I picked this, Nathan, is because it's got drive-in in the title. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I know famously last episode I said, what's a drive-in? But I know what a drive-in is. And, uh, well, now, it, you, it now you do after you research it between episodes. Yeah, they're all post-apocalyptic concentration camps, right? Exactly. Okay. And yeah. lots of racist people there, too. Um, <laughs> um, but, Nathan, you know, since this movie does have drive-in in the title and we're called drive-in double feature, mm-hmm. I think the question is really appropriate, what I'm about to ask, and that is, What's your favorite Australian movie? <laughs> My favorite Australian movie. Oh, God. You, you're out here always throwing me curveballs. Uh, I mean, the Mad Max franchise is a lot of fun. You know, I just said it. That really comes to mind. Oh, God, I'm drawing a blank. Because <laughs> I know there's some good ones. Uh, there was one that came out like a, like maybe like a decade ago called Animal Kingdom. That yep, one was yep. really interesting. How God. could you forget Crocodile Dundee? crocodile dundee i've only ever seen the first one but it's a you know it's a classic it's a classic well nathan no i that's not the question i was intending on asking you um i just wanted you to oh no i almost said um, australia the nicole kidman how could you forget that one i mean (laughs) it's practically the 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 title is right there But uh, no, I do genuinely want to know uh, what has been your experience with drive-in theaters because uh, oh, okay. we sh- we should talk about that at some point. Um, yeah, I feel. Have like- you been to Have you been to a drive-in, and what are your experiences? Yeah, um, yeah, I've been to the drive-in a lot. That's actually where my family went to. I, I the drive-in is something that's really important to me. Uh, growing up, I have two special needs brothers, and going taking to them to the theater sometimes wasn't always the best option because they, you know, sometimes they can get a loud or restless. But in the car, that doesn't matter as much. You're not disturbing anybody else. You're really just you with your family watching movies. I've seen like my. I really remember watching Shrek two. I remember my family taking me to see The Grudge 2. And oh. I was so scared 
that I decided to look out the back window at the other screen that was playing Taxi with Queen Latifah, and I just watched <laughs> that in complete silence, not knowing what was going on. Uh, I have a lot of fun drive-in stories, but I will say it's a huge part of my life. I've seen a lot of movies at the drive-in, and it's something that my family really enjoyed doing. Uh, what about you, Ryan? Well, Unfortunately, I haven't been to the drive-in that much. In fact, I've only been three times Mm, in my life. And two of the times, uh, one is when I was growing up in South Carolina, we went to one in Beaufort, uh, South Carolina. So it was really far away. That was the closest one. But I remember, you know, just seeing drive-ins and movies and TV shows and just thinking how cool they were. And, you know, I begged my parents to go and eventually we finally did. And they took me twice. And the, the two that I've seen at that particular theater was one was the very first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. Nice. And oh, that's then rad. The, <laughs> and then also another Australian movie was the Crocodile Hunter movies with Steve Irwin, the, the collision. Oh, course. yeah. You saw that at the drive-in? I did. That's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh. And then, then the other one I saw was finally when I, when I moved here to Florida, uh, we went to the Ocala Silver Moon Drive-In. Mm-hmm. and uh, Or not Ocala, sorry, uh, Lakeland. Yeah, Lakeland. And uh, we went to that drive-in and I saw, because I hadn't been to the drive-in for so long, so I was like, I don't care what's playing. I just want to go see a movie at the drive-in. Mm-hmm. And that movie was Minions. <laughs> Many wow, you really went all out and saw Minions. Nice. Which how was I don't it? Care the, it was really good. Except oh. so we went. I went with my friend, at, mm-hmm. and uh, his uh, his car had like a really weird thing where uh, you couldn't turn. Like the lights would turn on automatically when the car was started. Oh. So uh, and this was during summertime too. No, so, and you kept flashing the screen. No, it was okay. like yeah. So you had we had to shut the car off. Yeah. So we had to watch the whole movie without any air conditioning, and that was a really brutal experience. I just remember sweating so much afterwards. Yeah. I don't think Minions is supposed to make you sweat in your seat. <laughs> I, I don't. Well, I mean, the movie was so exciting that I just. <laughs> The, the the adrenaline was just pumping through my veins as I was watching Minions. Uh, um, no, I I know that we you know we're wrapping up, but I do want to say the double feature that I remember the most vividly is Eight Legged Freaks and the Scorpion King. I saw that as a kid and it blew my little mind. And you know what? Those are B movies. And look at us now. We're talking about double feature B movies. So. And uh, we've, we've talked about this off mic, but I hope to one day do an episode where it is us at the drive-in. Oh, I, I plan on it. Yeah, no. Uh, the Silver Moon, you know, they've been playing like older movies. And in October, they actually do like a all-night horror movie marathon. Like as soon as it gets dark, they'll play like classic horror movies till it's daylight. And that would be really cool to go to. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But yeah. We hope to do that one day. But... Mm-hmm. Let's get right into it. So we're talking about Dead End Drive-In, and this is an Australian movie. Like you said, it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic movie, and it stars Jimmy, uh, a.k.a. Krabs. It's interesting. 
Yeah. You know, I actually, uh, I like this quite a bit. Uh, surprisingly, um, I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but like, it's so like out there, right? It's, it's an, it's interesting. It's an odd one. Um, because it's all from the get go, you really get this post-apocalyptic feel, but it's like just a little off kilter. Um, like the very opening stuff of this movie has our main character running around and he has like these white shoes on and like these dudes just pull him over. And it's like, I want your shoes. Give me your shoes. <laughs> it's like super well, I, weird. I, yeah, that was one of my notes was how he was totally just nonchalant. Cause the guy's like, give me your shoes. And he didn't really seem to be bothered by this guy. Like tell me, like telling him to give him his shoes. And mm-hmm. And also, too, he's really into jogging, um, the main character, and it plays this very on-the-nose song about running, like, as he's running. Mm-hmm. Like, he's running, he's running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, this song has quite the soundtrack, I, I will say that. It's always playing, like, like it's new wave music, you know, whatever was popular at the time. It's it's um, it's interesting. Uh the movie started really strong for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, like I was, cause I was so interested in the world that they were trying to set up where they had, especially, okay, well, my favorite character in the whole movie and he's not, I was, I'm really sad. He was only in it was uh, the main character's brother, uh, Frank. Mm-hmm. Who he, he was so funny to me because there was a scene where he, he's at home and he's, he starts grabbing like these uh, barbells and he's like, he does like one rep and he's just like, ah, fuck it. I'm strong enough anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I love the family dynamic dynamic they have because, you know, this dude's like really big, huge, his brother. And then like our main character is like kind of like a skinny little dude. And like, that's brought up multiple times, especially by the mom in the family. Um, it, it's like well, a you- really, but Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say, and it like it, it's it's so weird because you talk about the main character being nonchalant. He'll like be like goaded at for like, oh, you eat so much and you don't get big, and he's like, okay, like he doesn't really care. At the end of the day, he still loves his brother. The family was great, and I was hoping for a lot more of that. So, I mean, it's the he, the main character is very Australian, has a very thick Australian oh, yeah. accent. But his mom is very stereotypical Italian woman uh-huh. w- with an accent. But you could tell it's clearly an Australian woman trying to do an Italian accent because her Australian accent like slips out like every mm-hmm. now and then. But uh, the dynamic was really great. And then uh, his brother takes him for a ride. His brother is like a like a wrecker and drives around like this tow truck. Yeah. And. And just the world they built with that was so weird. Right. I, I really liked it because I didn't really, I mean, like, it's weird for me to say this. I didn't really understand what was going on, but it was really interesting, right? Because the car is wrecked. And what it is, is there's, like, this the, the brother and there's, like, another, like, tow trucker person trying to claim this wreck, right? And he gets, like, the guy who's dying in the car to sign papers for him. He's like, oh, yeah, here you go. Sign these papers. And this guy's dying, bleeding out. Yeah. And I don't know what they planned on doing with the wreck. Did they ever explain that? 
I, I, I know they didn't, but I just assumed it was the cars were such a hot commodity mm-hmm. that they just, they want, they want whatever cars they can get. Gotcha. That, that does make sense. Yeah, and there's like a, the gang, like these, there's like these gangs that roam around of like, um, I don't know, teenage rebellious types and they're called car boys. And I didn't know they were called car boys. Um, so through the Australian accent, I just thought they were called cowboys. I kept hearing cowboys the whole time. And then I was reading a synopsis and I was like, oh, car boys. Gotcha. <laughs> Makes more sense. Well, yeah, I, 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 I knew it was car boys because I was watching the subtitles and that, that helped out a lot. <laughs> That's probably the better way to watch this movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, so I was getting really like, oh, wow, this is, is really kind of cool like they're setting up this like it's just this weird currency because it's set in the future it's like in the late 90s or something like that i think is what they mm-hmm. said or maybe early 2000s but it uh they have a very extreme view like have you noticed with 80s movies when they do like these futuristic type of movies that i think when people are seeing 80s fashion they're like oh well this is like this is the new wave of fashion. This is how people are going to look like in the future. They're going to just have really crazy designs. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. It almost felt like the 1980s were kind of self-centered. Like they thought like what we're doing now is the future and it's going to stay that way. Like think about movies about the future from like the fifties. Like they thought we were, we we're going to wear like all silver, like we're met metallic weird stuff. But in the eighties, it was just like, Oh, punk fashion. That's going to stay, you know, or like these hairdos. It's gonna last, and I totally agree. It's weird. I know, I yeah. but it was great. I I always love seeing like people's interpretation of the future, but I've mm-hmm. always noticed that with eighties movies that they're very consistent with like it, it's gonna just look like the eighties forever. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing: it's it's great, right? I love the eighties aesthetic. Give me more of it. It's fine. I I think the things that this movie really really does well is makeup, hair, and then set design. Right, the way all of these characters look, they're so outrageous looking. The bright colors, crazy hair. It, it's really cool to look at. Yeah, yeah I, they everybody's got like these wild outfits or like these crazy hair designs. It's it's really interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the main event of the whole thing, like the main plot of the movie, is that Jimmy takes his girlfriend to a drive-in and they're gonna go see a movie together. And then while they're watching the movie. His wheels get stolen. Yeah, specifically off his Chevy, because that's a big deal. Because he, <laughs> a huge deal. Like his tires, he's like, my Chevy tires. They took my Chevy tires. <laughs> Super weird. But yeah, they they take his wheels and uh, and he's stuck there. He's stuck there with everybody else because I guess it's illegal to leave. Like he could leave if he wanted to, but he would be arrested for it. Well, yeah, they they kind of frame it that. He'll either be in big trouble or he'll get lost and die. They're like, well, you can't just walk. That's a that's a major highway. It's illegal to walk on a highway or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like you can't just, how are you going to drive? You don't have any wheels, which they say that. He says that a lot. He's like, I just need some wheels. Constantly. Uh, <laughs> that's like the whole, whole deal because he's just looking for wheels. Like that's his goal. Like once he, he is focused on getting out, I, and like it's like a hellhole, right? Like it's all these people, and they're they 
come towards the end of the movie, come to find out everybody there is extremely racist for some reason. And it, it just seems like a place you don't want to be, right? They don't even have Coke products. It's Pepsi products that they serve. Gross. Um, yeah, that's the worst part. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's super weird. But his girlfriend is like, I kind of like it here. Why don't we just stay? I, I, yeah, I, that was a little, I didn't understand that part really because yeah. he is the only person in this entire camp that has any somewhat of a desire to get out. Everybody's mm-hmm. just totally complacent. Like this, Oh, this is just how life is now. Like we all have to live here at this drive-in with all these other terrible people. And mm-hmm. his girlfriend, even though he does give her viable options, saying, hey, if you help me out, we can get out of here. And she's just like, oh, Jimmy, like, this is where I belong now. And then she puts it back on him. It's like, you don't want to stay here with me? Like, I thought you loved me. What what the hell? She gets brainwashed real fast. And it's like, I want to be here. Like, just by a group. She goes to, like, the bathroom to take a shower. And, like, there's other women there, and they're like, oh, you know, you're not going to leave, you know, kind of deal. Just, like, you're going to stay here with us. And it's, uh, yeah, and she's instantly like, okay, I'm going in. She gets her hair done like they do, really wacky-looking hair. And she gets her, like, nipples goldened. I I don't even know how to explain it. Um, She has, like, little pasties on her nipples. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, she takes off her shirt, and she's like, do you like them? And he's like... (laughs) yeah sure yeah and then he can't get it up Ooh. and then everybody in the drive-in knows i thought that was pretty funny it was uh-huh yeah but it just you know she gets her hair done and when she you know this is the first night that they've been there for over 24 hours at this point and he's really stressing out because he wants to leave he's freaking out because he can't go mm-hmm. and she's like oh what do you think of my hair and he's like I don't know. It's fine or whatever. Yeah, he's, he's, you can tell he's really stressed out. And then she gets mad at him for, for getting mad. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, Oh, like, Oh, like you don't, why are you so mad? And he's like, well, I'm st- stranded here at this drive. And I think I'm entitled to be a little bit upset right now. Right. He can't, he can't stand like being stuck here. And like with these awful people, cause like, I guess what happens at one point, is they start bringing in other races because otherwise it's it's mostly white people of this drive-in and they start bringing in Asians and that causes like a panic with most of the people in there. They're like, oh, we don't want any other races. They might take our women and stuff like that. And it's it, it just becomes even worse. Even the the girlfriend once again is like, yeah, I don't I don't you know I don't want them here. She all of a sudden is like against it. I'll be honest, I really wasn't a fan of that plot point. I was like, why is this movie getting so political all of a sudden? It felt weird because it's like a concentration camp movie. You're already drawing like those like comparisons and then it adds in like this whole Asian and then like Indian like racism and it's it's a bit odd. I do think that comes out of nowhere. It would have been fine out of like cut a like you know cut that out you would have been perfectly fine with the movie and i don't think it served any kind of purpose maybe if our main character was of a different race but no he's a white dude he really doesn't have any issues he's the only one that doesn't have an issue with asian people being in there because he, like you said his girlfriend's like well they may like take advantage of me or they may like 
rape me and he says like like what are you talking about like no they're not going to do that yeah like, he actually like uh helps like an indian dude who's like taking taking a pee and is about to get his ass kicked he like stops them from doing that uh, from this like gang um i don't even remember their names but i just remember there's one dude in the gang who kind of just screams everything he says <laughs> it's something else yeah and jimmy kicks their ass and during mm-hmm. one fight scene yeah uh, I'll be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of this one. I Yeah, and I can understand that. It's uh I mean, like I said that the I was getting really excited after that first 20 minutes with like the family. I'm like, "Oh, mm-hmm. like they're setting up this big world. It's going to be like a Car Wars type of movie, something mm-hmm. like that." And once they get stuck at the drive-in, I, to me it felt kind of aimless at certain points where mm-hmm. it was just like, "Okay, I I get it. They're stuck there. And it just, it kind of dragged for me. And then when they started doing the political bit, then I was kind of like, I don't really feel this is necessary. Um, But then, you know, it started picking up a little bit towards the end where they had the big car chase inside Mm -hmm. of the, the drive-in and he was actually attempting to escape. That's when it got really good, but I, it wasn't worth the wait for me. Gotcha. It was like a really good beginning end. And then the middle was like a bit messy. And, you know, honestly, I, I could easily say the same thing. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like, I didn't like it. Like I said, at the beginning, I enjoyed it overall. I think like the middle bits, they, they are aimless, but I really like the setting. Um, it was really cool getting to see like this cast. It was kind of funny. There's a really good performance from the leader of the drive-in. Uh, the guy who runs the drive-in. I actually really like his performance in their scenes, uh, Jimmy and them together. Cause it's kind of like this whole deal where he's like, yeah, I mean, I work for the government too. I'm, I have to do this. And it's like weird to say this, but it draws comparisons to like Nazi officers in a concentration camp, you know, like the Nuremberg trials, like saying like, Oh, I'm just being told to do this. Am I a bad guy? Kind of deal. You know, it's interesting. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they wanted to go like a full drama route like that or interactions Mm -hmm. with him, I think it could have been a lot better too, something a little more interesting. Mm -hmm. But there is like a lot of these type of scenes where they're trying, he's either dealing with his gang and I'm like, okay, I don't know who the main antagonist is. Is it the government? Is it the gang that's in here? Mm -hmm. I, I know I realize it's sort of like this big whole plot. Like it's all like, it's a combination of those things, but yeah. But I just, I would have liked a little something else going on. I get that. No, I, I totally get that. If there was like more action, I, I feel like something in the middle to really book book that. Because, you know, you get that really cool stuff with the wreck. And in the ending, the car chase for him escaping is really, really good. Um, I love that the final shot is him driving out of the drive-in sign, but the drive-in sign doesn't even look like it's near the drive-in. It looks like it's like in the middle of the desert, like something they built. Um, it, it reminded me of uh, of Disney, like how you know you have to, you drive to like the big Disney sign, and, and then you still got anywhere. miles to go. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that exactly. Like the drive-in in Australia, I guess the drive-in really is that big of a deal it's a it's a big event i mean Mm -hmm. but there is plenty of stuff to do in the town too (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yeah i mean i think that about covers it i would say like not a crazy amount happens in it but it's a cool like little piece of history i guess um 
this guy who made this, uh, Brian Trenchard Smith, that's one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite directors. And this is his favorite movie from him, which is wild to me. Um, really? Mm-hmm. I guess he said that. I mean, that's Tarantino for you. He also did like uh, Hitler Dead or Alive. So. And Swinging Cheerleaders. Yeah. And and this is the guy that Brian Trenchard Smith would go on to make Leprechaun 3 and 4. Uh, Megiddo, the Omega Code 2. Do you remember those movies? Which uh, one? Megiddo, the Omega Code. They were I like... Know. You know, Left Behind, that series, it's like a ripoff of Left Behind, which is oh. like on another level. <laughs> maybe one day, maybe one day. Um, he made a, uh, I'm looking here, he also made a uh, straight to DVD Porky's sequel called Pimpin' Pee Wee. Oh my, Pimpin' Pee Wee? <laughs> Love it. What a king. Yeah, so uh, this this guy is like a, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, too, and on the drive-in screen to the movies that are always... They play a movie every single night at this drive-in, and it's always one of his movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he made one of the most famous, like, I guess, true grindhouse movie, Turkey Shoot. Turkey Shoot's like, a, you know, I've heard a lot about that movie in my time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. From my angle... I would recommend it because I think it's a cool piece of 80s movie like history. Um, I don't know if you would give it a recommendation. I wouldn't give it a very high one, no, but I, uh, I would just say if you're looking for something really 80s, if you love that aesthetic, then you know maybe something to check out, but it wouldn't be a really high recommendation, no. I gotcha. All right, cool. Uh, do you got anything else you want to add on? Yeah, one thing I do okay. want to say was, how old do you think Jimmy is supposed to be in this movie? I don't know. Like char- his character. <laughs> his character. He's like probably like nineteen, twenty, right? He's supposed to be like a teenager, is what I would think. That's what I assume. He's supposed to be yeah. a teenager because he can't afford a car. He's working like a really crappy job. He's got like a high school girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up. The guy at the time was 35 when they were making this movie. Cause I was like, he looks so old. He and does. He does look old. And his brother doesn't look like that much older than him. Yeah, and he's still <laughs> dating high schoolers. Uh Oh, <laughs> Oh no. Um, God. Yeah, no, that is one thing. This dude looks like an adult, but like is driving like a typical 19. 19- it's like a teenage like drive in thing. Oh, and uh, another thing, too, was they had a, a movie poster for a Rambo sequel called Rambo Takes Russia. Yes. Yeah, I saw that poster. What was that? <laughs> it was like Rambo 8, right? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But- I guess they just assume they'd just be making a Rambo movie every year from for the rest of eternity. Yeah, every time they make jokes like that, that's when the series doesn't actually go anywhere. But I'm hey, they are on, still uh, making Rambo, so they they are. But yeah. I'm still waiting for uh, Jaws 19. Back to the Future 2 lied to me. I know it. It's been like what is it? Seven years now. Can we have? Can we get to Jaws 19? How long till they reboot Jaws? is the question i don't even want to think about it <laughs> okay then we don't have to think about it we can just talk about jaws ripoffs one day well there's one thing i want to talk about nathan and that's going to be 
what are we going to talk about next time? Yes. So up next is a musical, our first musical, 1980s, The Apple. Yeah. And that is available on Tubi. Yeah. So it's easy. Give it a watch. It's free. Um, I have already seen it. Uh, maybe don't, you don't, I'll, you don't have to, you know, you don't have no. to. No, you do. You have to. <laughs> you have to. Okay. If you're a real fan, then you're watching the Apple before the next episode comes out. So, well, we'll be uh, coming to our next episode very soon. So <laughs> I'm always uh, coming to every episode. Come on. So, but until then, uh, we want to know what you think of the podcast. Uh, we also want to know what you think we should talk about on the podcast. So shoot us an email at driveindoublefeaturepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. But until next time. See you next time. See you.